everybody, Rachel Varga here, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker, and I warmly invite you to check out working with Katie and I. You can go to beautyandthebiohacker.com where you can find our book one-on-one links with either Katie and I. Katie can help you with optimizing your sleep through biohacking modalities, and I can help you with optimizing your at-home and in-clinic skin and rejuvenation journey with skincare, biohacking, dermal rolling, and all of that cool stuff. Be sure to also check out our favorites page where you can find our shortlist of our top biohacking and supplement picks to help you slow your aging on a cellular level. And be sure to use those affiliate links to continue to support the show here and use the promo codes to save yourself some money. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I am your co-host, the biohacker side of Beauty and the Biohacker, Katie Moore, and I'm a self-proclaimed biohacker with three years of self-experimenting in the space of health and wellness technology. And I'm on a mission to help people achieve success without sacrificing their health or happiness through my YouTube channel, Katie Type A. And I am the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. My name is Rachel Varga, board certified aesthetic nurse specialist with over 19,000 rejuvenation procedures performed since 2011. I love helping both the client and the professional really optimize what they're doing to live their most vibrant, beautiful life. So that includes body, mind, spirit, energy, optimization so that we really glow and shine and radiate from the inside out. And today we welcome our very special guest, Brittany Ford, also known as Biohacking Brittany. Now she is a registered holistic nutritionist with a focus on supporting gut and skin health through both nutrition and biohacking. So she's based in Vancouver, but works with clients all over the world and was recently named one of the top 27 holistic nutritionists to follow. She has her own amazing podcast called Biohacking with Brittany, which you should definitely check out after you listen to this one. And in today's episode, we'll be diving into everything from healing gut issues to Brittany's crazy biohacking adventures around the world. So welcome to the show, Brittany. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And I'm super excited about your show in general, another female biohacking show. I'm totally for it. I'm super, super stoked. Yeah. And it's great for me to find a fellow Canadian who is involved in this world as well. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. See, you guys can biohack all over the world. It doesn't matter (laughs) what location you're in. It is really, you know, something that is worldwide. So let's kick things off with the very idea of biohacking. And I'd love, Brittany, if you could just kind of tell us in your own words, what does that term mean to you and in particular your lifestyle? Yeah. So kind of similar to you, I think I was into biohacking before biohacking was a word or was a thing. Um, I kind of stumbled upon it two to three years ago and really just resonated with it because it's so holistic in practice. Um, And so the way that I define it is holistic self-care for optimal health. And I mean, there's multiple definitions out there, but that one tends to resonate with a lot of people and is very easy to explain to the clients and public. 
Um, because basically what it means is instead of only looking at one issue or one pillar of health, like nutrition, it looks at everything. So it looks at sleep and stress and your environment and supplements and relationships and mental health and spirituality and all of these other things that are so important. So, um, yeah, it's very holistic in nature and taking that type of approach is really what works long-term for people to actually transform their health and get results compared to just like trying to pick apart one part of your health. Mm-hmm. So I do want to ask you, Brittany, about mm-hmm. your routine. So mm. myself, skin is my jam, right? I got my skincare routine, my AM, PM routine, red light therapy, dermal roll and I'm doing all the things. <laughs> and this is actually what I help people kind of cultivate. I help them plan out their at-home and in-clinic rejuvenation options at rachelvarga.ca. So this is my wheelhouse here, the routine stuff with the skin and all that. So I'm curious what you do, Brittany, and in particular, do you have a daily biohacking routine and and really what does that look like? Yeah, so I mean, I'm sure like you, it's ever evolving, right? Like the more information you learn, the more you change things. Um, And it also changes throughout the year. It It changes with the season, it changes with the symptoms that I'm dealing with, my work, like life is just so adaptable and it changes so much. So a healthy biohacking routine has to kind of be similar. Um, But right now, so it's definitely different than what it was in the summer. Um, Something I'm really focusing on right now is getting enough movement in my day. So I work online, I've been working online for a couple of years, even before the pandemic. And I really sit for so long. And that is something that is detrimental to my health. It has has reduced my flexibility. It can impact like your muscle strain. It can impact your muscle strength, like all of these different things. So something I've really been looking at this fall is movement. Um, And so what that means for me in the morning, it could be going to the gym or going for a long walk. But more than that, it's exercising throughout the day. So especially after reading Ben Greenfield's new book, um, I bring into like just different tactics. I have like a schedule actually on my desk and I use a alarm. (laughs) It's not the nicest sound, but I use an alarm that goes off every hour while I work and it literally makes me reminds me to get up and move. And so every hour I'll do either like a minute of jumping jacks or stretches or office stretches I like to do that are designed to like really stretch out your body when you're sitting so much um, because obviously it tightens and shortens certain muscles. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is like increasing my strength, increasing my flexibility, focusing on not sitting as much. I also have a standing desk um, and doing that daily. And so the way that regardless of the biohack that you're even doing, you have to make it a habit and you have to make it a routine. So when I was reading about like bringing in different like stretches and things throughout the day, I had to make it adaptable for my life. So I made a little schedule on Canva and I printed it out and I keep editing it to until it's to the point where I actually am going to follow it 100%. And you really have to continue to stick with it um, and make it a habit. Otherwise, it's just it's not even re- like a routine, right? So um, yeah, that's kind of like what I'm working on right now. And then aside from that, I have 
uh, you know, my coffee enemas, I do a couple a week, try to, uh, red light therapy, like you talked about cold therapy. I mean, there's a bunch of different things that I throw in there. Um, depending how I'm feeling. Mm. I, uh, I follow you on Instagram yes. and, uh, and everyone should definitely check you out, um, at biohacking Brittany, but I do see that you do a ton of natural cold plunges. Can mm. you talk a little bit about that and how often you're actually able to get to a cold stream and dive right in? Yeah. So I live right by the ocean. Um, so I'm lucky in that sense where I could literally just walk and jump in the water if I wanted to, um, it's a lot easier to do that in the summer when it's warmer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that's something that I do, but you can also do like cold showers or a cold water face dunk, which is really good for your skin. Um, there's a bunch of different ways to do it. People do ice baths, people do cryotherapy, but I like to just kind of use what's near me and, um, explore that. And it's also nice to be in nature too. So there's something like super healing about that that I like to promote as well. Fantastic. And kind of switching gears here, uh, talking about your health journey and really looking, I know that, you know, you have done a lot of work in terms of self-healing, a lot of your mm -hmm. own gut dysbiosis. So talk about that and what inspired you to then take your knowledge and become a nutritionist to help other people. Yeah. So I mean, it's so typical for a healthcare practitioner to have dealt with their own issues, and really, that's how they get started in the field. Um, I was dealing with gut health issues as a teen, and this was, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, and the information that's out there right now wasn't out there, and I went to my doctor, and she was like, nothing's wrong, and I knew something was wrong, and, you know, I was having these symptoms of... Uh, you know, my hair was falling out and all of these different things. And when you're that young to be dealing with that um, and not really finding the answers, it was definitely tough. But then I looked into naturopaths and I got different testing done and I looked into eating better and supplements and it kind of just went on this whole journey of natural health. And eventually I figured out it was a gut health issue because in the beginning I didn't know, I didn't understand um, and then I did testing, realized I had leaky gut, uh, which is like intestinal permeability, which a lot of people have. Um, and then it took a long time to heal it, but really worked on that. And yeah, I went to university, studied, worked with naturopaths, worked at clinics, did research, a whole bunch of different things. Um, and then decided to go back to school to become a nutritionist. And even now, like as a nutritionist by trade, it's awesome working with clients, but I still totally believe in more of a holistic approach and more of a biohacking approach, but there's no, I'm like a registered holistic nutritionist, but there's no like holistic practitioner, holistic doctor certification really at this point. Um, so I just do that with clients anyway. Yeah. And I would love if you could kind of walk us through some of these steps that you took, because I think like when somebody does get a diagnosis like that mm -hmm. and, you know, I know that you take a holistic approach, which can often be a little overwhelming when you're like, okay, well, I have to fix everything that's going on. I've got to, you know, yeah. work on my brain and my body and my stomach and all of that. So I'd love if you can kind of just give us some concrete like action steps that you took to start to overcome some of these health challenges. 
Yeah. So, I mean, at the time I did a live blood cell analysis and that's a test that basically like you prick your finger, they look at your blood under a microscope and they say, okay, this is what's going on. And that was the first indication of intestinal permeability. Um, nowadays you can do something like Viome, which is a lot more accessible for a lot of people. And it will basically give you a similar result. It can indicate if you have intestinal permeability. Um, and so that was obviously a turning point, right? Because when you do any type of test like that, and it gives you so much data back, you actually have something to work with. And I did the test every six months and we were healing and we were taking different supplements. And I remember working with one naturopath um, and basically he said like, even though I had changed my diet and even though I was taking extra nutrients that I needed, um, I wasn't actually doing anything to heal the lining of my gut and close the actual holes. And that was interesting because I thought I was doing that, but I wasn't actually taking any type of healing substance. So I started taking aloe vera juice, um, which is rich in glutamine, or you can take L-glutamine powder, kind of does the same thing. Um, and that was really the biggest difference that I saw because it actually like closed up those junctions and I was actually able to digest better and absorb food better and feel better. And my hair stopped falling out and all of these things stopped happening. So concrete, that's kind of like the, the things, the things that I did. Um, there were things that I did that didn't help. You know, I was drinking a lot at the time. I was partying my face off at 16, 17. Um, it was a great time, but it was not healthy at all. So yeah. I mean, it's all about trial and error too. Like that's really the whole biohacking yeah. premise is like, let me try this thing and see if it works. Yeah. Oh, this thing, this thing didn't work. Let me go back to the drawing board. So I, you know, I think with a lot of people with gut mm. issues too, it's, it's kind of what you said. You have to really test out, you know, the waters and see what works and what doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do want to ask you, because you brought up leaky gut, and there's this whole wave of information over the last couple of years talking about issues with gut permeability. When you don't have that intact gut lining, what happens is that inflammation that could be in your gut can then permeate outwards into the rest of your body which is how it's kind of a thought about impacting our skin, those inflammatory agents making their way systemically. You'll have to fact check me on that on some <laughs> of the research that's available, but that's my current working understanding. So I'm going to ask you about how your skin health in just a second, but before you answer that, I just want everybody to know that Brittany and I live in the Pacific Northwest up in Canada. Yes. And so for women like Brittany and I to go into the ocean, we are literally the only people at the beach actually in the ocean Fact. because it is yeah. so freaking cool. Mm -hmm. So first of all, before we talk about skin health, <laughs> how do you kind of like get over that. What are some of your tips for doing your cold water therapy and, you know, warming up quickly? What what do you take with you to the beach? What does that look like in the day of Brittany, Brittany Ford biohacking Brittany doing her cold water plunges yes. in the frigid Canada? <laughs> Hilarious. So true. Um, I think I used to care more than I do, uh, than I do now. Um, and yeah, there's, there's always going to be someone else though, who's more extravagant than me. Like I've seen at the beaches in Vancouver, I've seen people like swimming in the rain 
and it's like five degrees in December. And I'm like, that's not me. Like, no, uh, uh-uh. like I do like, it's a sunny day. It's like 15 degrees. I'm like, okay, like today. Okay. You know, like I'm like a very like mediocre anyway. So, um, you just kind of have to get over it. And when I do the plunges too, I'm very much like in and out, like I'll go in for a few minutes and come out. So I, I, it's not like this, like really long swim necessarily in the winter or the fall anyway. Um, and then what I bring with me, obviously what I like towels, typical type of thing. I like to have a hot shower when I get home. I don't know if I'm supposed to do that, but it feels so good. So I do it anyway. (laughs) You have to have some type of reward, like either like, you know, you have your hot coffee or something. Do you practice Wim Hof breathing before you go? No, I don't. I've just gotten into Wim Hof. Um, I saw he has a book coming out, which I'm going to get and really get into it. I've never really, I mean, like I know Wim Hof is such a big thing in the biohacking world. Um, But other than like Ben Greenfield's new book, like I've never really, well, I guess he's in Dave's books a bit bit too, but I've never really taken the time to teach it to myself. Um, But I'm definitely open to it for sure. I do about eight minute sessions with my hubby and I in the ocean. We put timer on. Sometimes I'll even go longer and I go all the way up to my head (sighs) because I have a whiplash injury and it's one of the few things that will number one, reset my nervous system. And number two, most importantly, get rid of pain so I am like my hands are in pain I'm hurting like my hands are hurting and the only way for me to actually get through it is to do Wim Hof breathing and it just like it takes you out of it you just kind of like numb out and so I'll do um in the ocean or I'll do fresh water in some of the beautiful waterfalls where I live I'll take like hot coffee with me nice yeah 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 recently did an ice bath it was like I want to say 107 degrees in California and so we got like 80 pounds of ice I'm not even kidding and we put it in our bathtub and I lit some incense and I played some like Enya or something just to kind of get me into that like really low beta zone (laughs) but I gotta say I was totally doing it for the biohacking because I was wearing a continuous blood glucose monitor Mm. and I just wanted to see what my numbers were but then it also became a competition between me and my fiance Jasper who could stay in the longest (laughs) so you know you can make it fun right you can really have fun with it and it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be a stressful event you know yeah no, you're so right. Um, I definitely think I need to up my game to eight minutes then <laughs> with some Wim Hof breathing. Uh, yeah, next time I'm in Vancouver, we'll just have to do it yeah. together. Yeah, I'm in. So Let's do it. Talk about your experience when you were going through, you know, your health issues with your gut mm-hmm. issues. What was going on with your skin? And then looking back, what were some of the first signs that you noticed that you might have had issues with your gut that displayed on your skin? Yeah, so skin is interesting. Um, when I was a teenager, I never had any acne. Uh, I didn't really have any skin issues at all, to be honest. Um, maybe a pimple here and there around my period, that type of thing. However, I also went on birth control really young, which looking back, I wish I didn't do. But uh, So I think that definitely impacted my skin. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really have any skin issues, to be honest. Like I, I didn't my gut health issues didn't really appear in my skin at the time. Um, fast forward, you know, a few years ago, I, I had an IUD, got my IUD out, haven't been on birth control for three years now. Um, and this past year, so 
2019 to 2020 was the first time I've ever dealt with acne ever in my life, like adult onset acne. And like my brothers, my family, like it's just not something that is, I don't know, I, I'm sure a part of it's genetic. Where was your acne? Face, neck, back? It was my face. It was my okay. face. Yeah. So it wasn't chronic. It wasn't uh, cystic. It wasn't like super, super deep and red and like large, you know, that type of thing. Um, it was more just like small bumps, like across my forehead and down by my chin. Um, and that was really interesting because I figured it had something to do with my gut and, uh, or hormones more likely. And, um, yeah, so I, so that's what I've been working on for the last year and it's actually been much better. So I haven't had any issues with my skin since, uh, I think like May, was the last time it really acted up, but that's like a different conversation. But, um, yeah. And and that just goes to show like gut health, gut health issues can appear so differently for different people just because my skin didn't act up when I first had my issues. It doesn't mean that someone else's won't or will. Um, my, my biggest sign was my hair was falling out at 16. Like your hair doesn't fall out at 16. That should not be happening. Right. So um, it, it appears very differently for different people. So that's also why gut health issues are hard to pinpoint is because it's so, it could be anything. Um, and it's, it's, it's complex, you know? Absolutely. I, I do have to say like on a family note, like my sister right now is going through a very similar mm. experience. She is starting to lose hair and mm. so the first thing that we did was we actually went through wellness fx and got her a blood panel cool. just to see where her thyroid levels were mm. and as i suspected turns out she has hyperthyroidism so the i think it's so important to to really pay attention to some of those early clues yeah. about what's going on with your body some of them are more noticeable than others like your hair falling out or getting mm -hmm. acne but some of them are not and i have to say like for years i struggled with gut issues and kept taking fiber pills thinking that it was like solving the problem but it wasn't and it was like oh girlfriend you need to <laughs> rework your entire diet and you need to start eating the right things because the things that you're mm. eating are not actually working for you so i you know i can't stress enough how important it is to really know your body and like pay attention to those markers and things that start to change because when you see that change happen that that's almost too late right <laughs> it's like you already got something going on so um so i guess you know it kind of jumping forward to some of the health issues that you've dealt with and i'm sure you're mm. probably seeing in your clients what are some of the most common symptoms that you see and why do you think that's the case yeah, I mean, I definitely see a lot of gut health issues. Um, basically, my clients come to me and it's gut health and hormones or one or the other or typically both, especially for females, it's typically both. Um, yeah, and like, why do I think it's gut health and hormones or why do I think that's happening? I mean, our food is terrible now. I mean, our soil quality is so bad. There's pesticides everywhere. Um, GMO, not a lot of people buy organic. Um, and also it's hard to really ask, like even ask clients to buy fully organic, right? Because A, it's not accessible to a lot of people and B, it's also really expensive for a lot of people. Um, so the quality of our food is not what it was 50 years ago. And so we're not getting the nutrients that we need for healthy skin, for a healthy gut. 
uh, we're not getting the vitamins, the minerals, um, even the enzymes to break down the food in itself are depleted from the food. So, I mean, the food quality is a massive issue, but there's so many other issues that go along with that as well in terms of like water quality and air quality and lifestyle. I mean, we're all so busy all the time. Go, go, go. Uh, you know, type A, exactly. Um, and stressed. And so it kind of like, if you think about when you're stressed and you're like, like clenching your stomach, you're obviously not digesting properly. You're obviously not like relaxed and in like, uh, what is it, rest and digest mode. So how would you expect to not have gut health issues if you're constantly just not giving your body the time to digest properly, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, so I mean, lifestyle is a huge factor. We're on our computers, we're on our phones all the time now. We're constantly exposed to EMF, we're constantly exposed to radiation, um, and we're just less probably doing what we're supposed to be doing as human beings. I mean, like, of course, like, you can get into, like, the spiritual side of things and the philosophy side of things, but, um, yeah, and, and I think that's just what I try and, like, teach my clients in general is how can we get you kind of back to a more of a natural state as a human but still have a job and have a family and be a mom but, but also, like, live with nature but, like, do both. So that's kind of like, it's hard. It's totally hard. But uh, yeah, that's definitely what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and I would also say another huge thing that I've noticed just in my own community is sleep. People aren't sleeping correctly. And it's one of the reasons why I'm such a proponent. I think you have an aura ring. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, okay. Yeah. Look at all of us <laughs> and getting that kind of data on your sleep habits can be really telling about what's going on when you're trying to be in that parasympathetic state, you know, and if you're mm -hmm. not, if you're using your device until, you know, the wee hours of the night and you're getting all that blue light emission, that's keeping you stimulated. And then yeah. you're not able to actually relax the brain, relax the gut, because we know about that HPA access, the brain yeah. and gut connection. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, it. I love the holistic approach. And it's one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on the show, because mm -hmm. that's really what we're all about. It's all about mm -hmm. that holistic like you take care of your body and guess what you're going to also take care of your outside and the skin because that's the largest organ of your body too and so like by doing everything in tandem you're really going to be optimizing your life yeah so exactly. let's talk about radiation because mm. some of the newest literature that's come out has shown us that the different depths of light so uva radiation is you know the cloudy rainy days or the the aging rays in the skin they actually say reach about you know this deep on the sunny days the uvb rays the burning rays they actually don't reach quite as deep however mm. the blue light which is also a form of radiation reaches deeper than all of them so when it comes to the skin we want to be protecting it so i'm going to drop some skin truth bombs for y'all here <laughs> and you want to be making sure that you're cleansing the skin morning and night you're getting off that dirt oil debris dead skin pollution makeup skincare products your second cleanse in the evening that's going to be actually washing your skin and then make sure you do another cleanse in the in the morning and then moisturize your skin every day. So what your skin can be accessing through your moisturizers are antioxidants, like things like vitamin C 
E, hyaluronic acid, peptides, retinol, which is one of the most well-studied antioxidants out there for the skin. We can get a lot of uh, vitamin A in our diet as well, which gives us that internal skin sun protection. And then, of course, using physical mineral-based sunscreens and exfoliators. So that's my wheelhouse. I love talking about that stuff. I could talk about that for hours and days and years and all that sweet jazz. But I want to hear from you, Brittany. What are some of your favorite skin go-to essentials, treatments? I'm curious what you're doing. And then I'll, oh I'll get some. I'll give some constructive feedback if you'd like. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, I'm pretty. Am I basic in my routine? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking like how elaborate my routine is. Um, I tend to stick to only clean skincare, um, green brands, natural brands, all of that. And that's because of course I don't love some of the other ingredients that are in synthetic, uh, you know, moisturizers and serums and stuff. And I've also reacted badly to them as well. So when you talk about like retinol, like vitamin A, um, I really struggled taking that and I've tried different ones, but if you use something like Bakuchi oil, which is like the natural alternative to that, I get really great results with that, which, I, which is awesome. Um, which is in quite a few products now. Herbivore actually makes things herbivore. Yeah. they make a really good one with that in it. Um, so in terms of essentials, so definitely something like that, um, moisturizer, cleanser, I do a face mask once a week, once or twice a week, um, and that will, I have one from Juice Beauty, and it's got, um, is it hyaluronic acid in it? I don't know. It's a peel, and then I do another one afterwards that's a, um, it's Alitura's charcoal, whatever, the dark one, so I do that, um, and that works really well, so I met like, cause I've had skin issues in the past year. I, I, someone reached out to me on Instagram, this woman in South Africa actually, and kind of gave me this regimen to try follow and it worked really well. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, and then my latest obsession is, uh, PRP, which is amazing and took me so long to do PRP. And now I swear I will do PRP for the rest of my life because it's incredible. Like, Oh my gosh, the treatment's amazing. So that if I could recommend anything to anybody who has skin issues, I mean, maybe not acne, but if you just want more of a glow and healthier skin, like PRP is my favorite thing. Do you want to just, um, just quickly for our listeners, do you want to explain yeah. what PRP is? Uh, it, it might be commonly known as mm-hmm. the vampire mask if you ever yeah. check out the Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the vampire facial. Um, basically, what does it stand for? Plasma rich platelets or something platelet rich plasma i actually understand this very thoroughly yeah okay expert go ahead (laughs) yeah so first of all i want to talk about we're gonna talk about prp don't you worry because there's Mm. all these bright shiny object things that i really Mm. want everybody listening to become a more wise and discerning consumer Mm. so when you're looking at like clean marketing and green marketing the agents and ingredients that we really want to be avoiding are the parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, and not tested on animals. Then you want to check out if that skincare company is actually doing research on their final product. Is that skincare company putting more of an emphasis on marketing or 
Are they putting more of an emphasis on research development, clinical trials, studies, and education for aesthetic physicians and nurses like myself? So there's this whole other world of medical-grade skincare that's results and research-based. And I find that once my clients kind of hit like their 30s and 40s, they're like, oh, this, you know, over-the-counter stuff isn't quite doing what I want it to do anymore. And then that's where I come in. So really optimize what you do at home with your routine. And then I love talking about in-clinic stuff. So uh, PRP and, and microneedling, I'll be totally honest with you, it's not one of my favorites. I would actually much rather uh, people spend that time and money into a laser type of resurfacing to use actual pieces of like really awesome technologies to stimulate collagen and then there's actually no taking of bodily fluids re-injecting it back centrifuging it actually even creates less waste so techniques are always evolving some people love prp get great results for like hair loss um yeah it's used in also female and male rejuvenation uh, the p shot or the o shot i've had some of my friends get great results with that that are clinicians all over the u.s and canada so things are always advancing and one thing that uh kim actually did kim k back in the day was that was one of the first images she ever put on social media so just always be careful what you see the latest influencers talking about you want to make sure it's research backed and i've actually worked with a lot of clients that have invested thousands into uh prp microneedling and then they do one laser treatment they're like whoa, that was like a fraction of the cost and the results were better. But it really, you know, some providers can make those types of treatments sing as well. They got some great protocols. So it really depends. I just don't want listeners to like jump on that because I see a lot of people wasting time and money. So it depends on what product is being applied, but also the skill of the provider providing the product. Interesting, hey? Yeah, yeah, my uh, my girlfriend's a naturopath here in Vancouver, and so I go to her for PRP. So I don't pay the full amount. All disclosure. Uh, so, but I, I don't think I've tried. Yeah, I don't think I've tried a full laser face uh, rejuvenation technique. I've tried. Um, and now, like, I don't know the proper terms for these, but like the lasers that get rid of like the red dots on your mm, face. Yeah, um, that's intense pulse light. That's one of my favorites. So it's yeah. a type of laser. And then there's many different brands and types of intense IPLs out there. Yeah. So when I tried that, it was it was not successful. Like I didn't have any results from it. Um, but I'm sure there's like, it, like you said, it's the practitioner. It's also the skill. It's also the type of laser. And exactly. there's like so much into it too. So um, I just think it's cool that people, like I think it's cool that there's so much coming out that isn't necessarily Botox or filler or like synthetic things. Like there's actually things that we can do to like help with the glow that's not going to uh, be a neurotoxin or anything like that. So yeah, and I think we can all agree that we all have some type of red light therapy practice, yes. three of us, and yes. how great that is for the skin too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you know, you're absolutely right. I think it's like it, when it comes to skincare, it's like who you know, and you know, I, I definitely yeah. think that people have different, you know, uh, experiences with different types of 
of you know um, treatments and so maybe we can arrange for something where Brittany can visit Rachel and we can you know kind of yeah. demystify the the you know laser stuff and um, yeah, and I totally. will uh, I'll jump on a plane and meet you guys there <laughs> yeah that would be awesome I would love that so uh, switching gears to um, biohacking again, because, you know, mm. it's, I love talking about it and you guys got to talk a lot about skincare. So I'm ready to get, jump back into the weeds. But I would love to know how you, Brittany, incorporate some of your own biohacking practices or some anything that you think might work for your clients. How do you kind of weave that into your own recommendations? Yeah, I typically, yeah, most of the biohacking recommendations I I give clients I've done myself. Um, I I don't think there's anything I recommend that I haven't done actually. Um, whether it's an enema or it's cold therapy or anything like that, um, the the ones that come up again and again tend to be the ones that are the easiest and they don't require a lot of time. They don't require a lot of money or anything like that. Um, and thankfully, a lot of biohacking is rooted in nature. And you can do things like an ocean dip and stay in there for eight minutes and practice practice this breathing every single day. And that's accessible to some people who live close to an ocean, right? So it's kind of teaching people these things that they can do that they probably already have access to um, tends to be the most successful things. So, I mean, you do get the people, though, who will buy everything that you recommend, so a aura ring or a red light therapy device or whatever it is. And those are like the intense biohacker people of the world, like myself, like you, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I like to keep it more simple and more natural because then people stick to it and then it actually works. So there's, there's really something to be said about that for sure. I couldn't agree more. And I and I feel like sometimes when you do buy all of these fancy gadgets, they they're great for like in the moment, but then they end up just collecting dust on your shelf and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I spent X number of dollars on that thing and I didn't really get anything out of it." So yeah. it's I 100% agree with you in your approach of like find the things that are actually simple that you can access and that like, if you don't want to do it, you don't have to go jump in the ocean. It's not going anywhere, yeah. you know? Yeah. You don't have to pay for it. So I, I love that. Now, uh, you have traveled the globe and I know mm. you, I have followed you on Instagram. You've been from South Africa to <laughs> Queensland, Australia, you know, everywhere. And I would love to know which one, and this is probably a really difficult question. So mm. you can you have you can have two answers if you want. Okay. <laughs> but if you could just kind of summarize which one had the biggest impact on your own health mm. and spiritual journey. Oh, such a good question. Um, yeah, it's so weird to think about traveling now with COVID because I haven't traveled in so long. Uh, and I can't believe I traveled that much. That was so nice. I hope I enjoyed it <laughs> as much as I think I did. Uh, um, yeah, in terms of health, like I'm from South Africa. So when we moved to Canada and when I went back in, in early 2018, I've been back a few times, but when I went back in 2018 with my family, um, there's definitely something spiritual about that. And Anytime you kind of return to somewhere that you're from or you consider home or is familiar to you, there's a very deep thing going on there. 
uh, and it was beautiful. And I want to go back and like, I'm actually engaged as well. And we're looking at doing a wedding in South Africa in freaking who knows when because of this COVID. Um, but part of the reason I would love to get married in South Africa is because of that feeling and of that uh, groundingness and lack of stress that I feel when I'm there um, that I don't necessarily have in other places that I've been to or that I've lived. So that's definitely one of them. Um, New Zealand was beautiful. It was New Zealand taught me a lot about nutrition, actually. Um, I all of their food there, their animal products are such high quality. I remember talking to someone at a rugby game and this older woman, and she had told me she had only ever eaten um, grass-fed beef. Like, she'd never even been exposed to not grass-fed beef. And I was like, that's like the opposite of me. Like, what? That is insane. Like, you have been eating this local grass-fed, like, animal protein your whole life. Like, and so just the quality of food there and learning about their local food uh, structure and everything was amazing. And, and, and so uh, probably those two um, would definitely be the things that I took away health-wise. Mm-hmm. I think that's beautiful. And I've had a similar experience, Brittany, as well, when I was actually in the UK and I was actually on the water going from the UK to the mainland of Europe. And I actually felt the most at home I've ever felt in my entire life on the ocean. Very strange. So I've also talked to Dave Asprey. We all know Dave Asprey. And he was telling me that where he does most of his work at Upgrade, um, his his own private Upgrade Loves at his home, uh, we recorded a wonderful podcast interview. That's episode 668 on Bulletproof Radio. He was telling me that he likes writing his books there. And I think he, he had someone who does feng shui and all that and so that actually where that is situated is right on a ley line. So now we're going to get, I'm big into the woo, of course, but mm-hmm. I, I like to kind of unpack why we feel certain ways at different, in different places in the world. Mm. And I think that might actually have something to do with the different minerals of the land, the different mm. magnetic grids that are around there, uh, intersecting ley lines. So let's get a bit nerdy. Do you guys ever, you know, think about that when you've been traveling? Yeah, I mean, that is so cool. I, yeah, I mean, what a different perspective. So, I mean, not necessarily when I'm traveling, but right now, when we're looking at buying a house, um, we're so indecisive right now what city we want to live in. Uh, We both work online, we can work from anywhere. Um, But it's very interesting to think about it from a perspective of that like what feels like home and why does it feel like home like that and what is actually happening uh in the soil in the air in the magnetic magneticism of that area like that I haven't even thought about that so that's very interesting yeah I did uh, oncology nursing for two years before I was a peds ICU nurse before I got into aesthetic medicine and when I was learning about uh, radioactive iodine which you know can be offered when people are having thyroid uh, issues um, that there's actually different uh, minerals emit different amounts of radiation, which is interesting. So, wow. yeah. yeah, look into that. <laughs> this explains so much because there is something that is constantly driving my fiance and I to Hawaii, mm. and in particular, the big island. Yes, and- me too. I'm 
We love the Big Island. I, there's something <laughs> about the yeah. energy there. There's something about the lack of like Wi-Fi. Like it's really hard mm. to get signals Oof. there. And I gotta say, like. Yes, it can be an inconvenience technology-wise, but Mm -hmm. oh my God, I don't think I've ever slept so well in my life than when I'm on the Big Island. And so there has to, I I really, I agree with you, Rachel. I think there just has to be something that's going on in, you know, the force field and the magnetism of the earth. Definitely. In addition to the lack of all of the technological, you know, wiring that you normally get in a big city. And listen, I'm from New York, so I know what that's like. <laughs> and and it is just such a different environment and there it does bring such serenity to to my life. So I love that we're all talking about this because we are right now are in three different parts of the world. And well, actually, Brittany's just across the water from me. I go to Vancouver all the time to teach. I teach docs and nurses there all the time. <laughs> So Brittany, kind of in this, in line with this, um, you know, spiritual sort of kind of decompressing, what do you do to stay grounded? Do you have an authentic, you an authentic, I mean, just like, do you go out and stick your feet in the, in the dirt or do you have a meditation practice? Like, how do you stay grounded in between podcasts, clients, interviews you have a cooking show now like you are one busy woman you're getting engaged (laughs) or you're engaged and you're planning your wedding that's a lot there's a lot of high alpha right so Mm -hmm. walk us Mm -hmm. through your process yeah so it's definitely become a priority to watch my stress this year um and yeah, it's it's. I have good days and bad days uh definitely sometimes I find I am definitely go, go, go too much. And then some days I really have it together. And I think that's just part of biohacking and being a biohacker in general. Um, But yeah, so in terms of stress management and being grounded, meditation is so key for that. Um, But to be honest, like I'll meditate for five or 10 minutes and that's it. Because I find that for someone like me who's new to meditating, if I expect myself to meditate uh, for an hour or half an hour, I can't necessarily, um, do that and expect that of myself. I really struggle with that. So if I with like, I sit down, I usually sit in front of this window actually, and I close my eyes and meditate and I put a timer on for 10 minutes. That really, really helps. Um, and then I also do other things. So walking in nature is huge. Um, I have a home sauna that I use, which is awesome. And I'll like put it on my balcony and then I'll sit outside. So it's like super cold and rainy, but like I'm freaking sweating in the sauna, uh, which is obviously getting my heart rate up, but it still feels really nice and like helps with the stress. Um, So I like that. And then grounding as well is like the lights for me, right? So during the day, I wear my daylight blue blocking glasses. During the night, I literally, I'm so... I'm so anal about it now. It's so bad. Like, like now the sun goes to bed or the sun goes to bed. Oh my gosh. The sun goes down so early and I literally put my red blocking glasses on. All the lights in my apartment are red. It looks like a brothel in here. I don't care. It's like my partner always makes jokes about it. It's fine. Um, because it's just so bright and energizing and it makes you in the go, go, go mind frame. And I don't want to be in that mind frame. So I really uh, try to calm down and uh, be very, very uh, cognizant of the light that I'm exposed to, to feel grounded. 
Same girl. We have hue lights that are on automatic timers and it becomes like, it does look like a brothel. And we've had so many people laugh when they come over because like, what is going on in here? Yeah. But it's so soothing. And I'm actually traveling right now. um, And so there are no red lights. And it's like the, I forget how bright fluorescent lights are. And it's like, I'm so stimulated trying to go to bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I didn't bring my troop, my true dark glasses so I kind of feel like oh man so I'm like we're trying to dim all the lights we're like putting things on top of the lights like to try to mute them it's crazy when you're so used to something and then you like immediately it's like a light switch literally (laughs) yeah I really I really struggle too like when I go home for Christmas or anything like that and it's like 10 p.m and all the lights are on and the tv's on and I'm like like it doesn't feel like nighttime. Like I am so stimulated right now. I need to calm down. Like I can't, I won't be able to sleep. And so I will wear my blue blocking glasses at other people's houses. And it's like, they think I'm just out to lunch. I swear. And I just don't care. So I think that we can all agree that we, all three of us have a red light therapy going on in our house. Our neighbors must think it's a brothel. Like you said, full on Amsterdam style. However, (laughs) I think that this may be the new way to identify the biohackers in our community. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I want to encourage all of you biohackers out there to be bold with your red light, you know, let it stream through your windows and we'll be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, you know, optimized human right there. So one of the things I wanted to add to the talk about staying grounded between Mm. clients and interviews and, you know, all of us are, we're all kind of doing all the things right now. And one of the things that I learned recently, I love to work with different healers, master healers in the whole spectrum, body, mind, spirit, energetics, land, everything, you name it. I'm like, (laughs) it's my jam. So one of the things was we can often, our head can be run in the show, head, spirit, whatever you want to call it. So when we end up getting a little bit more kind of embodied and leading our, our lives and our thoughts and interactions a little bit more from the heart space, or even the Dandian, which is like three finger breath below the umbilicus. So think of like your chakra alignment or, or whatever type of energetic alignment you practice. This really helps me even just taking a second to think about my heart and my Dandian as opposed to my head and spirit running the show right away. I almost feel that brain state drop in just those few seconds that I was sharing that with you. So try it. Try letting your heart run the show instead of your head. Cool. I love that. That's such a good reminder. I should write that down. (laughs) Chakra Healing 101 with Rachel Varga. (laughs) Yeah. I'm an amateur. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. I mean, I've done Reiki, you know, techniques in the past, and I have never felt the same way that, like, even in a massage or some other type of, like, meditation, like, there's something very interesting going on when you're really kind of focused on your on other parts of your body and not the head and you're able to get out of that headspace. Really hard for a type A person like me, but I'm going to work on it. It's baby steps. <laughs> String baby me up, steps. Katie. I'll guide you through it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brittany, I know, I know we're almost out of time, but I would love to know, in addition to planning a wedding, mm. uh, what is getting you excited these days? What new projects are you working on? Yeah, so I'm actually not planning a wedding right now. Um, <laughs> we had an engagement party in August, which was awesome. And then 
the cases in BC got worse for COVID and I have international family. And so it's, uh, it's totally on the back burner for us. And like, we're so okay with that. Like we've been together for so long. It doesn't matter anyway for us. Um, but we're getting a puppy, which I'm super excited about, uh, in two weeks. So it's a golden retriever. Can I come Uh, visit and play with your puppy? Yes. Yes, you can. Um, (laughs) we've been on the wait list for so long. This is a friend breeder of mine, uh, of my family's and it's, it's huge. And, you know, we wanted one a while ago and honestly getting a puppy during COVID is like the best thing ever because you're home all the time. It's the best time to train a puppy. Like anyway, so I'm so, so excited about that. Um, And also like dogs are actually really good for your health. There's like a lot of studies that have been done on children raised with dogs and children raised without dogs. Like you're exposed to more uh, healthy bacteria and taking care of a pet is really good for your mental health and all these different things. So that's really, that'll be good. Um, and then business wise, I, yeah, I'm kind of in a weird zone of like, I work with clients one-on-one and then I also work with other health businesses now. So a lot of companies will reach out for me to consult with their clients, um, for like, if they do a test or how, whatever clients that they have, um, or like content creation, like blog articles and writing or social media and all sorts of things. So that's kind of my business right now, but I kind of have this idea. And if anyone follows me on Instagram, you know, I kind of talk about this sometimes. I really want to create EMF blocking underwear for women. And I don't see any anywhere. And literally I'm sitting right now with this like EMF blocking blanket on my lap. And it's so annoying and it's so stupid. Like it works, but it's not practical at all. Um, and there's no nice, sexy, pretty, comfortable, healthy underwear for women. And have, if there were, I would buy them. Have you looked into the company Lambs? Because my fiance is obsessed. They're very, mm. very nice for men. I haven't actually explored the woman's one yet. But that is one company I know that is starting to do it. And uh, it was actually quick side note. We were going through airport security and Jasper was like, oh my God, I can't be wearing these right now. I have to take them off because the last time he went through, they like scanned him. And so he put all of them in a plastic bag in his suitcase and wrote EMF blocking underwear, literally. (laughs) So I know that's like a very long side note, but like it's hilarious. So just like, yes, if we could figure out a way to make like Victoria's Secret S quality EMF like stuff for girls, that would be amazing. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've like I've seen the lamb ones or lambs one, um, and it looks okay, but like nothing against them. Like I think they're a great company, but if it's designed by men for women, I I just don't see it working out too well. Um, and it's also not cute and sexy. Like I don't want to wear grandma's panties every day. Like I want a thong too because I wear a lot of Lululemon. Like let's just be real here. I want a thong that's gonna protect my ovaries. Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I mean, what, like I don't think it's that much to ask. Come on. Yeah, like, I let's, I am so excited for the future of EMF clothing in general because, and this may be a really great kind of like forward step into that direction. Right now, like none of the cute clothes, like even the Earth sandals are really god ugly no offense love (laughs) i love them and i wear them 
but I know that they're not cute and I would never really go out to dinner with them. But you know, it's like, how can we now start to optimize and also, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, um, help make things a little bit more aesthetic, you know, in, and we are, you know, that's, I kind of see that being like the next step in terms of what's going to happen in this field. It's going to be able to make things more accessible, more aesthetic for people so that it becomes easier to wear. You know, you don't feel like you're wearing something different that you're sending out. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's totally the point. And with the research coming out with it too, I mean, there's more research on EMF impacting fertility for men, but there is research coming out on it impacting fertility for women and delaying ovulation and impacting miscarriages and like really serious stuff. And I am very much aware of my uh, menstrual cycle. And so like, I don't want to have fertility issues or make it any harder for myself if I want to have children later in life. Mm-hmm. And when I'm sitting at my computer every day and my phone and my Wi-Fi and everything, I'm like, this is not good. I know this isn't good. There's something going on here. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. And uh, it was such a pleasure. We really went down the rabbit hole of everything skincare, (laughs) biohacking, but you are such a wealth of knowledge. And I'd love for you to just kind of tell the listeners where they can reach out and find you. Of course. Yeah. So I'm at Biohacking Brittany basically everywhere. Um, My website's biohackingbrittany.com. I have my own podcast, Biohacking with Brittany. Um, And definitely, yeah, definitely connect if you have questions about your own health or any of the things that we've talked about. I'm so happy to help. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was great. (laughs) Have a great one. Yeah, you too. Bye, Brittany. Bye.